Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land v. World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss and explore. I'm waiting for the theme song to start again. And nope. <laughs> no, I did each, it right this time. <laughs> each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort, ride by ride, land by land, park by park, to determine which is better. I'm your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer this long, elusive question, which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World? Joining me, as always, is Dan. How are you, Dan? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for asking. Eric, how are you? <laughs> I'm also doing... Uh, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Jimmy, which is better? Can we just, can we just stop like the whole show right now? Which well, is better? <laughs> this no, is I guess this we have is to the long the elusive question. I will tell you though, I spoilers for future minutes from now. Um, we have a special <laughs> guest joining us in the episode today who has experience relevant to the subject. And I thought maybe it's my wife, by the way. And I thought maybe we bring the whole family on and we ask the question because my 12-year-old will in fact say it's Disneyland. Hmm. Hands down. Hmm. Well, is it because they, that's the last place he went? Probably. But, or but hey, is it because that guy he's said correct? It. That's right. Nobody else is willing to say it. That's true. Well, that's not true because Dan just said <laughs> it. And then um, also, uh, oh, he had that survey, by the way. Thank you, listeners, for those of you who uh, <laughs> posted in the survey. He earned $100 for this work. Um, we're going to split it equally with all of you who <laughs> filled in the survey. Um, everybody gets 50 cents. 12 cents. Yeah. So Did you know, take your a, usual concierge commission from that? Yeah, I took the 10% for concierge. And then, um, but no, it was, it was interesting. I mean, the questions were very loaded and my, my dad certainly helped him write them, but um, it was well done. And he earned his $100 from grandpa for doing the work. And thank you for your uh, help with filling in the survey. I um, forgot about that. That was a great survey. I, yeah. <laughs> despite being being terribly <laughs> leading, it was, yeah, it was like, great. do you like ocean breezes or would you prefer <laughs> sweltering heat? <laughs> Which is better? <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so do you enjoy uh, a more immersive Pirates of the Caribbean or one that sucks? <laughs> hey, we, we spent 17 hours on this I subject. Know. It's a I joke. Know, right? Sometimes I make jokes. Sometimes. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, guys, just real quick, we, we mentioned Concierge Commission. You don't have to pay anything extra. Like, for example, True. the Watkins family, who are fans of the show, they are looking to book in February of 2023, and they want to uh, go stay at the Caribbean Beach and do seven days. And they went online and found if they did, for the four of them, if they did seven days at Caribbean Beach, including a six-day park hopper, it would be roughly, I think it was... $5,200 or something. Um, 
And then there's like, I gave him an option to do Pop Century still on the Skyliner, but less yep. expensive. It would save him about $700. So they went on and looked and the prices down to the penny were identical. The exact same price when I looked and when they looked. Um, so they don't have to pay anything extra just to give you an idea. Hopefully the Watkins family decide to go to Disney World. Um, Pop Century is a pretty good, uh, pretty good choice there. Really, it is. is. I I I like that hotel. Great, and for the kids too. The pools are cool. The theming is cool. Right Mm -hmm. on the Skyliner, Uh, Caribbean Beach. For me, before the Skyliner, was super overrated because you can't get anywhere. It's just it's totally despite the fact that it's across the street, literally from Epcot. You can't get there. There's no sidewalk. There's no walkway. Like, do I mean help a brother out? Right. You could be access to the boardwalk. You know, there's untapped resources. Yeah. Yeah. But before, yeah, before the Skyliner, it was, it was an okay value resort. Now it's, it's a complete game changer. Yeah. Now it's moderate. But when I, uh, um, proposed to my wife at Disney world (laughs) on the same altar, you proposed, but did you, did you get married there? We got married. In fact, we, I proposed to her on the altar of said wedding chapel, the wedding pavilion. During someone's to wedding. That's really right. weird. Yes. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Actually, uh, what, happened, what happened was I called ahead of time and I said, I want to propose to my wife on the altar. When should I come? And they're like, well, you have to come between one thirty and two because we, uh, you know, we, we have weddings nonstop. So they actually went and unlocked the chapel specifically for us. And we went in there and walked around. She's like, are we supposed to be here? I'm like, well, anyway, it was cute. I proposed to her. She said yes. And then mere, uh, what was that? That was July 30th of 20, 2005. And we got Ooh. married February 9th, 2006. Anyway, uh, yeah. Concierge, A56, our ears. Doesn't cost <laughs> you a dime. I mean, it'll cost you a dime because you got to pay, but you won't have to pay extra for our services. And we'll do, I have a meeting with another uh, family called uh, the trustee family. I think I may have shouted them out earlier, meeting with them next Tuesday to sit down and look at all the restaurant choices because their, their restaurant reservation window opens on Wednesday. So that, and by the way, concierge doesn't get any money for that. That's free of charge. So please concierge your brains out. Um, <laughs> be a concierge. Right, so Dan, we yes. Uh, what's going on at Disneyland? You said that Disneyland is drunk today. Today being <laughs> apparently uh, July thirty first. Uh, right. So I'm just looking at. I mean, this is off of a page that I've been looking at. That's usually very good. Gothic Rosie's Disneyland information page. Who's co- um, future guest? Gothic Rosie. Yes. Uh, gotta figure out something to have her talk about. What oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, not that there's nothing. There's a lot. We just have to pick. Um, so this is, I'm just looking at it, and this is stuff that posted like an hour or two ago. Uh, so Disneyland has sent out a survey where they talk about how much we like valet parking for Disneyland parks, hmm. which doesn't exist. Some would, you, <laughs> would you do valet parking at Disneyland? No. No, no. Like pull up where the, the, the Ubers pull up and they take your car for you. That'd be I pretty do, cool. I might do it if it was like you can pull up to where to the, the drop off is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like right, right up, up to the, the Esplanade. But I mean, park the, in the middle. The, the, the line on Harbor would be insane. A mile. Yeah. Easy. Um, I mean, like, okay. So is there a pretend world where like physics don't exist? Then yeah, I, I, I might for if the price is reasonable, which it won't be. Um, 
it, but I don't know. It, it's just the weird stuff is happening. It, the weird stuff has been happening around the uh, magic key re- renewals. Apparently, they have no more embroidered magic key symbols mm. for the hats and stuff. But again, this is just something that was posted recently. And what's funny is they have all these people like, I think this means that the, the you know they're not going to have passes anymore. They're not going to have no no more renewals. And then someone said like. Maybe they're just going to be called something else. <laughs> Maybe, although you spend all that money on branding, it seems kind of dumb to change it for something else so quickly. Well, but I just yeah, think Dan, we were talking about this a, before. Yeah. So I, what I was going to say was, um, I don't think they need it. They were concerned coming out of the pandemic that they wouldn't have the demand. So they offered the things and they're like, whoa, 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 we don't need this. We don't need these extra million people or whatever. We're going to get the same amount of people in the park who are paying full price every time. We just don't need this. I think mm. it's, I think the simplest answer is people didn't like the magic key system and they're going to just call it something else. And they're going to have a different sort of infrastructure digitally. Oh, and it'll be the wonder key. Something will Ma- be like, it'll just it's a be magic like a, pa- pass. a pass, magic pass <laughs> or something like that. I think, I think people, some people are associating magic key with like, Mickey's Mix Magic, or just like I never want to hear that song again. <laughs> Let's not speak mm-hmm. of it. We understand why mm-hmm. it happened, but for the love of God, please, no more. Um, well, I in twenty twenty three, that is the one hundredth anniversary of the Walt Disney Company, and ever all that branding is going to be around wonder. Hundred years of wonder. There's a show called mm. Wondrous, the Wonder mm. Key. Like I could see that being a thing for rebranding, but I just, I don't understanding how corporations work with branding, unless there's something specific that angers people or, or is racist or something. I don't think that they're going to change that. I think they're just doing away with it. I think they, they don't don't know. They don't need it. I think they do. I think they do. Maybe, I guess they'll have to find out for themselves and then bring it back head between their tail, between their legs or whatever. Disney world probably will come back sooner than if at all, because they need it. I think for the off season stuff, like they're going to introduce it again in September because the season's over. Yeah. The DVC folk who are used to having an annual pass, like it's, it's a huge dissatisfier for this group of people that have invested a large amount of money. I can say personally. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're, 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 I own a tiny portion of the Riviera Resort. One fifty second of a of a year, right, right. And it, I mean, it's it's great, but it, nobody wants to pay full price. They want to feel like they're special. They want to come there a few times a year and go. Well, I only went twice this year, but I've got an annual pass and I've got DVC. It's fine. Well, it yeah, all I mean, works all out. The pent up points, right? I had to sell my right. 2020 points. I'm using my 2021 points in October, but my 2020 U use year starts in September of this year, like in a month. Okay, and so yeah, and so I have all those years points that I haven't even touched. So if we can get any passes upgrade from the tickets i already bought on concierge.com um then i'll just upgrade the passes and then we'll go again in the spring yeah and that and that's uh, that's nice but I, I i also had to sell some of my points to my sister who's like well can we buy some of your points and in the past i've said no you're not buying my points but now i'm like oh i can't i can't oh, possibly yeah. use this many points yes. i've been banking them for so long dvcshop.com Mm-hmm. You know, pay, pay me a little bit of cash and it, we're doing it. We're doing it on the side. It's fine. Um, 
but, little side piece but yeah. with your sister. Um, yeah, I think so, leave, leaving that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, with, Jimmy, no, I think Jimmy, that no. In the case of, I think in the case of Disneyland, and this isn't me trying to be funny. It's just I think this is really the case. I think that they, regardless of how people think about the the, the lawsuit, it is going forward, and it is based on weird wording that was in associated with the magic key. I think that for a lot of reasons, perception wise and legally and whatever, they want to get away from the magic key in general. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, nobody knows what they're doing in this company. And on top of that, the app is built on the infrastructure of AT&T and Go.com. So just weirdness is happening because, first of all, main thing, nobody knows what they're doing. Second thing, it's not a high priority, but I think it's still they're still going to go through with it. They're probably like, you know, market testing a font or something, you know, right. and, and but they're just they're not saying anything because the second that anyone says anything to these people and I'm one of these people. It's like, well, I got to be first in line. Tell me more. Tell me. I get and it's just like, just calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know you um, have a podcast. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's interesting you say that the, the latest episode of the Disney dish, they were talking about just that. They have surveys that are going out now talking about the website and what would you change? What's good about it? Whatever. And there was a guy that, that wrote in and said, hey, listen, I work for a Fortune 100 company and in our training, it used Disney's website as an example of what not to do when you're building a website. <laughs> I, loved, I loved that moment. Oh, all of the perfect. cookies and none of the, the actual functional content. Right. Yeah. No one should have to log into their phone and go, well, I want to reserve a, a specific day at this park now that I have these park tickets. And then it takes you out of the app into a website. That's that's bad right. design. Yeah, it is. Ugh. And and they got to figure that out. They're not a tech company. And that's what I tell people all the time in planning vacations. They're not a tech company. And so it's going to be a little frustrating. But well, yeah, but that's why I have to go. To be. Well, exactly. But they are becoming one because everything you do there is app based. Everything, but that's the, I suppose. That's I mean, the problem, it's, though. It seems like you just got like, you know, Frank who who sells popcorn, you know, Thursday through Sunday, and then on Tuesday he's the IT guy. It's right. just like it's, it's like, just not their specialty. So anyway, yeah. Um, so outsource, you know, do, do something. Right. And I think <laughs> the fact that they're asking questions on surveys, I think, is is a good sign. I have to tell you, well, I, I before we record, I like to look and see if we have any new reviews or whatever. Which, by the way, come on, people, we have a lot of five stars, but write stuff. We want we want feedback. Um, at, at the Apple Podcast, it says you might also like because I searched for the Supreme Resort. Ears up. Scraping the Vault, The Hub Crawl, <laughs> Bantha Milk, and DL Weekly. And finally, the last one is Jim Hill Media. I'm on all of those shows. I know you Jim are. Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you know, it's just Rob, the algorithm says, you know, Eric Johnson. I think it's in your phone. Yeah. Uh, Actually, Rob, uh, Rob from Bantha Milk said, said to me earlier this week, we were, we were chatting, and he said, are you and I the only people that listen to every show? And I said, no, no. RGH also listens to every show. And he goes, <laughs> yeah. okay. So it's the three of us because I, I was on in depth recently. I saw and that. And I kept making these, these, these cracks at, uh, 
at the network and Jason had no idea what I was talking about. That's so funny. <laughs> Cracks at the ears up. Still was the you poo. You poo. The you poo. Yeah. Ears up um, extended universe or whatever. Podcast right. universe. Podcast universe. You poo. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's fine everybody. But if you want to enjoy all of the content that we have to offer, please do. And then rate us. Yes. Uh, yes, please do. And and by the way, scraping the vault—it's not that part of the show—but scraping the vault is a lot of fun. Um, you don't have to have seen these movies in order to be entertained by the episode. Audrey it's and Dan are like they're—they're they're hipsters. <laughs> True. And they're—they're—they're they're, they're <laughs> young and hip. Well, whatever <laughs> you are, whatever whatever young people are these days. But you—they're um, very you funny. Young Dan's out there. <laughs> yes, they're very funny. I I'm very dry, and I give a detailed breakdown of what happens in the middle. So you don't have to watch it because I'll tell you what happens. But what we did is after this the the straight to video sequels, which do end with uh, like eleven D Tinkerbell movies. Um, so they will end at some point. We needed to figure out what the next thing is to continue scraping the vault, and like Disney, continuing to scrape the vault. Uh, we went to live action remakes. That's going to be the next iteration of the show. So we introduced our first live action remake. So the episode that releases yesterday, last night is 101 Dalmatians. I'm upset that I haven't listened to it yet. I saw it post and I, me working through a migraine, trying to get ready for this show. I'm like, Oh, I want to listen to it now. No, don't get ready for this show. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, spoiler, uh, Dan hates it. So, uh, um, Hey, Jimmy, <laughs> by, by the way, um, does your wife's camera uh, have the, the Holy grail from Indiana Jones, um, on a, uh, on a, uh, like a dresser with a bunch of light around it. That that's oh, what I'm interpreting. Like this image. Yeah. Listener, you it can't like see the this, but it does look like the lamp reflection. Yeah. It, it, she does not to answer the question. And even if she does, I wouldn't tell you. Um, in, okay. in another room. I don't want then. you showing up with a sandbag in my house. Well, the next time somebody shoots me in the, the, the chest, I need to drink from it. So that's true. That's a good movie. Yeah. Choose, it's in the guest room. wisely. That's no, that's the master baby. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, Eric, do we have a scientist spotlight? We do. As usual, Zencaster has made this sound really weird to my ears, and I'm very confused. But here is this week's Scientician Spotlight. Uh, Animal agriculture takes a significant chunk of land on our planet. Many people avoid meat for a widely differing... uh, Oh gosh, it just changed tone again. I'm sure it'll all be fine in the end. (laughs) I know. I know. I know Zencaster will do it. Adjust your... You should adjust your delivery to how you're hearing it. Everybody, this is the (laughs) science time. Okay, don't. Yeah, you (laughs) might want to turn the volume down for our our listeners. No, this is all in post. post. Okay, I'll take care of it in post, Jimmy, like everything. Thank you, poster boy. Like Jimmy and all of his swears. Um, (laughs) Anyway... Many people avoid meat for a widely differing uh, uh, amount of reasons. Uh, Religion, cuteness of the animal, cruelty, the brutality of the meatpacking industry, or even the sustainability of harvesting meat. 
Um, agriculture around meat takes a significant chunk of land. Some estimate 50% of the world's landmass and 25% of our fresh water is necessary to create like meat that we eat in uh, that many of us eat in our daily diet. There have been many attempts over the years to create bean or soy-based patties. They're basically a mush of proteins and vegetables. They're all mushed together into a vaguely patty-shaped thing. It doesn't quite taste like meat. It kind of feels like meat. Eh, whatever. These days, modern meat substitutes like Impossible and Beyond use synthetic heme to achieve the goal of meat flavoring. So we've determined that uh, genetic engineering of yeasts can, yeast and soy proteins can create this heme protein. Heme is a portion of blood, essentially. So we've decided that, you know what we like really want to taste? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We want to taste blood. We want to taste blood. Mmm, heme. All right, the music has stopped, so now that I now that it's done, I can easily spread that out through the rest of the, uh, the segment. Reminds me, Eric, you said that the cuteness of the animal that reminded me of the episode where Lisa Simpson becomes a vegetarian. <laughs> I think it's Lisa yes. the vegetarian, and yeah. she's eating a, a lamb chop or something, and and <laughs> but it turns into a little lamb. Lisa, wow, you're eating me. And that same episode, my all-time favorite Homerism is she says she's not eating meat. He's not even ham. No. Not even bacon? Not even pork chops? Dad, they all come from the same animal. <laughs> sure, Lisa. A magical <laughs> animal. Uh, also one of my favorite Homerisms. Yes, for sure. Um, and I, I know people that, I, I mean, I, I know a person who watched the movie Babe mm. and said, I'm a vegetarian now. I can't, I can't eat. I can't eat a pig anymore. That that pig was too cute. Mm-hmm. Much like the the cute pig that Dan drew. Dan, what, it, what else do you have there? Oh. Uh, now I'm confused. I'm confused. What does it say? Dan, this is an audio medium. What does your picture say? Also, you're on mute. Oh, double whammy. It says am yum with a question am mark, yum. but it, to my ca- camera, it was backwards. So I Ooh. wrote it back. No, it was fine. It was fine when you put it up first. It is a and cute then little you, piggy. Then you drew it with am yum in reverse. And now I'm very confused. And for the record, I did it correctly. I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud. Is that a Spanish correctly. speaking pig? Muy ma. Muy ma. Yes. <laughs> It's muy ma. El oink, el oink, muy ma. <laughs> es una salsa. Muy salsa. <laughs> That's from Tapatio, I believe. The musical. Oh. Mm. Yes. Okay. Eric, go ahead. Anyway. We want to eat so, blood. Go ahead. We, we decided that we like the taste of blood in our meat. And that's the entire, that, that's one of those things that makes the protein taste like a, 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 an animal. Really, we, we like that. So we found ways of genetically engineering yeasts to produce this heme protein that we want to have in our mush of ground meat-ish product. Uh, the new, essentially, these companies have created what is the closest, close, close test example of uh, meat that we can have. Um, there's plenty of iron and protein in this meat. 
there's a lower amount of amino acids, so you probably shouldn't eat a ton of it. Uh, you, you know, if you're a vegetarian, you should be spreading your your you know eating around a little bit. Um, there are lower levels of cholesterol, fat, and calories per gram of fake meat. There are higher sodium levels, so it's it. You don't want to eat a ton of this uh, this synthetic meat. It's kind of organic in a way because there are no animal hormones or antibiotics that you would have in in actual meat, although it is genetically engineered with some people um, don't like. Oh, uh, Dan has a picture right now of a cow and it's farts. It's farting. <laughs> yes. If you have fewer cows on the planet, you have fewer cow farts, fewer methane, methane. emissions yeah. in our world. Essentially, we're we're paying an awful lot in in the grand scheme of things where we're setting aside large portions of land and large portions of agriculture to create create the the types of foods that an animal would eat just to make animals that we will eat so the i mean the math is it, circle is, life baby mm-hmm. yeah it, it's difficult <laughs> because the more the more people we have on this planet, the more animals we have to create to feed them. And at the same time, we could also use that land to just create more plants for us to eat. So it's um, it's it's an ethical quandary, I suppose. We'll leave it there. Um, I first encountered Impossible Meats at the Epcot Food and Wine Festival Earth Eats Pavilion a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I I really, I really like Impossible. Uh, Beyond is good impossible brand um ground meat fantastic impossible brands not a sponsor of this podcast yeah exactly not thank yet. you thank you for for putting that in there yeah it tastes very close to ground beef cooking it you cook it like you would any sort of ground beef uh, i've made meatballs i've made chili meat i've made taco meat i've made meatloaf out of this this protein source um I'm not sure how we'll replace the uh, the satisfaction of a, a good steak, a good filet mignon. Uh, there are 3D printers that people are trying to use protein and then 3D print it into a meat Ooh. patty, which weird. I don't think I don't think we're there yet. Nope. Um, <clears throat> now, what's interesting to note is that many vegetarians and vegans that I know don't care. They they're they're like, why are you investing all this money and time into a synthetic protein source? Because they don't care. They, they're not used to eating meat in general. So everything we're doing is designed to sort of change people's perspective to get away from eating meat. Hmm. We're, we're, we're accustomed to eating meat and vegetarians are accustomed to eating vegetables. They have, they can have all of the nutrients that they need in their diet. And they've, they've lived for many years with this. We're basically creating all of this synthetic meat to satiate people who are like, I just want a steak at the end of the week. I well, want to have get a, people on board. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's kind of it. And, and where does this go? It's a pleasant substitute for now. Um, I don't know where all of this ends up at some point. Do we all say, hey, you know what? I've been eating plant protein my entire life that tastes like meat. Do I really care anymore? Do we get to the point of Soylent Green, the movie where yum, yum. it's people? 
Well, yes. Spoiler. Uh, spoiler. Oh, man. Oh, sorry. Spoiler sorry. alert. Yeah. Uh, so I think green is people. I'm um, certainly green too. It was also people. They didn't <laughs> tell us the recipe the first time. Um, <laughs> and Phil Hartman's best. One yes, of my favorite from the Phil Simpsons. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think, I think what some of the benefit of this, like getting people on board thing is, is like, because you, you don't want to lead an argument with your cruel. Right. You don't want to lead the argument with like, you shouldn't do this because it's bad. And you are by extension, a bad person. So instead it's like, we'll try this. Mm-hmm. And then over time, it then you could maybe let them come to the cruelty on the, by the way, I eat meat and cheese like crazy, but mm-hmm. um, then, then you could let people come to that other realization sort of on their own. Because yeah. that's never yeah. a fun conversation to have, regardless. Even if you, even if you're like, yeah, it is cruel, but it's delicious. Like it's, it, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, it, the bacon that I had for breakfast this morning. Mm, I, the, oh, like oh. delicious, smoked, salty, fantastic meat. Um, I I really like I really like bacon. I'm sorry, hipsters, for liking the thing that you also like. But put apparently, I forgive you. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Dan, for forgiving me. I guess I'm the hipster young, now. The, the not, not youngest person on this podcast. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I'll just speaking, be in the background with my hack. Speaking right. as the youngest hipster on this podcast. Love the man uh, bun. <laughs> <laughs> to Dan the listeners, bald, by the way, Dan Dan is bald. I have rocked a man bun, but not I lately. Know, I believe it. I believe it. I think I've seen <laughs> it. You probably have. Yes. Anyway, anyway go ahead, Eric. Uh, meat. <laughs> uh, I bring up fake meat on this podcast only because we have some some fake meat to uh, observe in the recent Disney history as we go into. Tomorrowland uh, restaurant establishment transition. I love yes. that. Yes. And now wait, wait for it. Now is where I inserted the end of that particular music from my segment. Excellent. We well, thank you, Eric. I appreciate that. <laughs> I forgot where we were going with this and it was a conversation we had. You were looking at the menus of the Tomorrowland restaurants and found some impossible items. Um, really quick. This is totally unrelated uh, to this podcast, but just what you were saying got me thinking about something that I'm working on. There's a project for Saputo cheese. Well, that's, I don't know, a company that makes cheese. <laughs> And they're building a new facility in in, uh, in Plano, Texas. And so all they do is make mozzarella cheese, right? So they get milk from cows around the area. They okay. process that milk. They turn it into two things, mozzarella cheese and whey protein. So like that powder stuff, hmm. that, th- those are the two byproducts of this process. Curds and, and then there's, an, there's another company. Yeah, that's exactly right. Curds and whey. So they make mozzarella cheese and whey protein. And then all of the waste, all of the process waste goes into a building off campus that that processes all the waste. And the byproduct of that process through an anaerobic process is water and methane gas. Methane Mm. gas is used to power a generator that will then power the building that is making the cheese. 
So it's sustainable energy from their waste. And then all the solids that are left are so rich in nutrients that that gets trucked to the, the farms that are that will feed the cows, that will make the milk. It's like total circle of life, sustainable energy, where the byproduct is energy and water. It is so cool. And that has been this week's Scientician Spotlight. <laughs> Thank you very Extra much. Extra Ginny bonus edition. <laughs> bonus. Uh, anyway, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to discuss Tomorrowland restaurants. Now, how we came up with this is I am a completionist. I've made up a new word. And we're going to record the Tomorrowland versus Tomorrowland episode in August live with May and Natalie. May's last name is spelled C-A-T-T. <laughs> yes. Um, it's May Cat. Uh, Clearly. May like May West, not the month cat like cat with an extra t okay anyway so uh and natalie so we're gonna record tomorrowland and we we've covered uh most of tomorrowlands we've covered how bad they are how out of date they are we covered star tours we covered we gotta the figure Buzz out Light who's years. gonna argue which one we, we yeah that's a good point holy yeah. moly uh we've covered um space mountain uh, we talked a little bit about the history with the, the 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 Delta thing that was in there. We haven't done the laugh floor in uh thing. We haven't done the submarines. So there's there's things and at some point we'll have to do Carousel of Progress. Yeah, but anyway, point. so we're pretty close to the verses anyway. And we but both both Tomorrowlands in Disneyland and Disney World have two restaurants. One is sort of themed counter service and one is more like an outdoor walk-up counter is that fair great i, I appreciate that it's about, yeah sure you're talking about with at both places yeah i would uh, say yeah. so yeah, so like could, like the lunching pad and tomorrowland terrace formerly tomorrowland terrace now uh, galactic eatery um those are roughly the same i think they both used to be called no because there's a tomorrowland terrace in orlando yeah. but it never used uh, well, Tomorrowland the, Terrace was, I, I mean, Cosmic Rays was Tomorrowland Terrace, and now there's a different Tomorrowland Terrace that used to used to be the Plaza Pavilion Terrace. So, noodles. Yeah. but yeah, yeah that's I think the seating area. I think I think the difficulty that we have gotten into, and it's still kind of unsettled, is that uh, the lunching. You get it, lunching, lunching pad, because it's Tomorrowland. Mm, yeah. It's yeah. space mm. stuff. Is um, the lunching pad. And uh, Galactic Grill, formerly known as Tomorrowland Terrace, have, in terms of like layout, they're visually similar, kind mm -hmm. of. Although, yes, that's what uh, that's, Galactic that was Grill my is thought. bigger. However, in terms of like food offerings, Cosmic Rays and Galactic Grill are closer one to one, and there right, is true. no pizza and option. They both have a stage, which we'll get to. Um, yes. And then there's uh, the Pizza Planet, Pizza Port, Red Rockets, <clears throat> whatever. And then Cosmic Rays. Are we Rays. allowed so, to talk about Red Rockets? I don't know. <laughs> this the, is a PG uh, podcast. I did no research. So the, here's Wait, the thing. What? Where, what? It used to be called what's Red Rockets with, Pizza Port. What's up with Red Rocket? Is that something that... Is that... Never know, mind. Eric. I'm not talking anyway. about dogs. It's fine. So... Um, <laughs> So those are the restaurants in Tomorrowland before we argue which is better between the two. And uh, so Dan is going to argue that Disneyland's two active dining service locations are better than Disney World's. And Eric is going to argue that the two in Disney World that are active <laughs> are Boy, better. So if 
Dan makes a point that I enjoy. You will hear this sound. Ooh, I get it. I get it. We got that some Glenn in there. Okay. Gwen Stefani from the album yeah. Tragic Kingdom. No, that's the first what? No Doubt album. Oh, No Doubt. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah that's but they Will. used to perform at Tomorrowland Terrace. Mm-hmm. I think they... I didn't find anything saying that they performed there. I think they probably they wanted to. Oh, they did. They did. Yeah, they did. Okay. They did. Um, okay. And so did Voyager. Well, then Wait I for it. <laughs> Wait for it. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so that was no doubt because, well, they love Disneyland. Tragic Kingdom is, has nods to Disneyland, including the uh, Remain Seated Please. Yeah. Well, they they were True. Orange County. They're Orange County they kids, an and they County like band. they went yep. they went there, and they were they were Disney kids. That's right. Like that was their thing. So, and then Eric, uh, if he says something I find interesting, you will hear this sound. Do not confuse this. Oh no! <laughs> Again? Did that come out super slow? It sure yes. did. Oh come on! <laughs> Don't change it. Don't change it. <laughs> Do not change it. Why? Why? <laughs> two years, people. Look, we've been doing these this for two years. These are little gifts that the world gives to us. We don't. We do not look this gift first in the mouth. That's right. What <laughs> means I caramba? No, oh, is that, that was it no. It was not. This is Michael Iceberg, and th- thank you, Zencaster, for con- continually <laughs> confusing us with how things sound. Ah, uh, that was Michael Iceberg, a performer who performed at both uh, the Tomorrowland Terrace and in the Tomorrowland Terrace at Walt Disney World, uh, who had a bunch of synth- synthesizers and one of, was one of the, the instrumental folks who uh, pushed electronic music into the forefront of society. We'll talk about him to come, I suppose. Okay. I know yeah. I have notes. I'm sure Dan has notes. On, I don't have extensive Michael. notes on Michael Iceberg because I right. don't really so have we're gonna, his we're main gonna residency about. was at Tomorrowland Terrace. Yeah. We're going to talk about the each restaurant one at a time, a little bit of history, what's on the menu. And then at the end, we'll do the, the land impact and decide which of the t- Tomorrowland restaurants as a package are better. So, Dan, we're going to start with you. You're going to start with Galactic Grill, formerly yes. Tomorrowland Terrace. And I'm going to text. Our guest. Okay, we uh, we, we just still have, through the we room. Still have time. Not, it doesn't need to be immediate, but we still have. We're, it's coming. Okay. Um, by the way, if you're listening and you don't know how we record this, and you keep wondering what's Zencaster, Zencaster is a, web, a website that we use because Eric is in Colorado, I'm in California, Jimmy is in Georgia, and so usually it works out really well to make us sound like we're in the same room. <laughs> Occasionally, occasionally throws, we are in the same room. It throws surprises oh. at us, and I find it delightful. Um, wait, wait, right. hang on, hang on, hang on. Do not confuse this with something nice. educational. There we go. I, okay, sorry, I'm a little I, upset, but okay. Okay, um, I, I mean, I don't. No, no offense to 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 you, Dan, but I wanted <laughs> Michael Iceberg's uh, performance to not be 17 minutes long every time <laughs> that, I click that, that button. That makes sense. That's fair. Uh, so the Galactic Grill, going to cover some history here. It used to be the Yacht Bar, kind of. Oh, the Yacht, the yacht bar, bar. The Yacht Bar was not a bar. Um, <laughs> it was... Or a yacht. Or a yacht. Or a yacht. <laughs> um 
it was kind of it was very very close to the submarine lagoon um i'm talking as though you can see the picture i'm looking at uh if you can imagine um you've been to disneyland before i'm assuming Mm -hmm. if you can imagine where the galaxy grill is currently think of between there and like the matterhorn Mm. they had a they had the yacht bar and that was moved to to make way for things anyway they at some point disneyland said uh nobody's going to the art corner so we're going to get rid of the art corner. <laughs> we're going to turn it into a new dance area when we come up with new Tomorrowland. Is, is it, now the time to talk for like 76 minutes about the art corner or is that the next episode? <laughs> yeah, it's the next episode. Yes. Okay. Um, and for this, they also added the Tomorrowland Terrace stage. Now that thing is awesome because when it's not a stage, the stage is like below the stage. You've seen a stage before, right? <laughs> I'm aware Imagine, of stages. Yeah, it comes up as out of the thing. ground, <laughs> right? But but it's on a, it's on a, it's it's a stage, and on top of the stage is another stage that goes up and down. Um. So when it's not a stage, it's so that so that it's a planter acts can yes get on stage without being on stage, and then the stage lifts up and they're presented. Right, because so they're not like tomorrow, pushing forward and being like, "Hey, like, here's my saxophone, get out of the way." <laughs> right, know? yeah, Sound yeah. Check. It, n- nobody walks around tomorrow. We all just have to like appear. That's right. Right, and yeah. this was before uh, 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 those scooters. I, for, for, I had a joke and I forgot the name of it. Great. Uh, Segway. <laughs> Boom. Got it. There you go. Um, no. <laughs> the stage was designed by Roll- Rolly Crump. Yes. Uh, the cleaning lady is vacuuming. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 that pretend that's the sound of the stage going up and down go. continually mm-hmm. <laughs> the palace of your mind uh it's a planner when it's on a stage surprise it's a mid-century design the only place that you can see that design anywhere at disneyland by the way uh that's a joke uh goes up and down so ours can load and unload sometimes that's used for dramatic effect so you like they'll they'll fill it up with like fog and then you like it belches out a bunch of fog as the stage goes up um what's fun is when it first opened the operational efficiency of the location was highlighted in all sorts of promotional materials as though people would be like that sounds like a very very uh efficient place to eat i can't wait to eat there walt disney Mm -hmm. um so uh, other stuff that we don't need to get into. It changed to Galactic Grill in 2015 for Seasons of the Force. And mm. I guess the feeling was, may as well keep it. We're turning everything into Star everything Wars. Everything else here is Star anyway. Wars. Why not? Yeah, why not just continue leaning on this yeah, crutch? Pretty soon the submarines are going to be like finding Jar Jar. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it, they're foolish not to. Why leave money on that table, right? Um <laughs> Uh, they should turn it into so, a sand ride and make Anakin all mad because it's coarse and gets everywhere. <laughs> As it does, you know. Um, so as in terms of like the layout, it's a two level counter service with windows where you pick up your food. Uh, it has mobile order, just like everything. Um, now, several things have happened there. And our guest is going to have a more uh, personal connection to some of it. Um, but some people that have performed at this stage are the mermaids. 
Ham's All Doll Review, which I really hope was actually all dolls. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh. the, the Tomorrowland Terrace Dance Club was there. Uh, they had the Jedi Training Academy there for some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pixar Pals Dance Party was there. The Kids of the Kingdom, which um, if you share any sort of similar... She's just vacuuming right outside my door. Nick, <laughs> <laughs> she'll come in. <laughs> Vacuum the mic. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's uh, good. Uh, Kids of the Kingdom, look them up. They're delightful. Yeah. Uh, Halix, uh, another thing to look up. There's a full documentary on them. Yes, there that is. It's a Star Wars wonderful. band, right? That's a Star Wars band, yeah. Mm-hmm. Linda Ronstant did, did and the Eagles. Yep. Buster Poindexter, surprise. The police played there. Um, like the band, not a bunch of yeah, cops. Well. <laughs> Everybody, we're the police. <laughs> Should be awesome. Uh, let's see. We also had some regular bands there were Thomasina. I believe Voyager is the mm-hmm. one that is gonna spark some memories. Mm-hmm. Crash with a K, laser, because you get it. Tomorrowland, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the Fab Four, not the Fab Four, but a Fab Cover Four. Band. <laughs> Scott Bruce, who was uh, an Elvis impersonator. Papa Do Run Run. I almost said mm. Papa Do Do Run. Oh boy, <laughs> which would be amazing. The '80s All Stars, Suburban Legends, Michael Iceberg, and the Bolts, and most, and maybe most recently, no I believe you're probably correct, but no doubt played there. But that's what I've I I've just, heard that as well. Yes, maybe you I heard don't know me. if they. I don't, I don't know if they did or if it was like they probably should have some proto version. Oh, yeah, well, without that, a doubt, that brings us to our <laughs> no, our special <laughs> our special guest. I would like to introduce our special guest. It is my wife Dina. Uh, before she comes on, I wanted to let everybody know that Dan and I used to go to Disneyland quite often. <laughs> we wear we would wear our suits. Mm-hmm. And and then we would go to Tomorrowland to see all these people, and we would make fun of them because they were like groupies of the band Voyager, but they were the cool kids that we would make fun of, and they would make fun of us because we were wearing suits. And one of those people is my my wife of sixteen years, Dina. One <laughs> of the people Dina. making fun of you. Okay, <laughs> welcome to the show. You're muted though. There you on go on the on the site. Okay, you there. Nope, still there not. There we go. There oh, there we go. Hey, there she is. That's my she's, lovely uh, bride. She's going to give us wedgies. Yes. <laughs> so so Dan wanted to know what it is to be a cool kid at Disneyland because you were one of that group. So tell us about your experience <laughs> as a Voyager fangirl. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm too old to be anything close to cool anymore. But definitely when I was 14 and 15, Hanging out at Disneyland, I thought I was pretty cool. Um, I don't know what to say about Voyager, although I was just looking them up online and they still have um, a website. Wow. But um, me and my friends, we had a little group. We called ourselves the Skirts because, like you guys would dress up in your suits, we <laughs> would wear skirts and jelly high heels mm-hmm. and all sorts of things that don't actually work for having a day at Disneyland. But when you're an annual pass holder and you've begged your parents to um, drive you to Disneyland and drop you off, then that's what you wear when you go for the evening. That's Um, crazy. I don't know. The skirts. We should be, we should have been called the suits, Dan. 
Should have Carlos. Well, we, we could have a reunion, and it could That's be the Jets and, and, and the suits, <laughs> like the Jets and the Sharks. So, <laughs> say, it's, it's so a dance off. Yeah. I, I'm curious how much like um, ceremony or or not. I can't think of the word. Uh, a bit habit ceremony, like uh, pageantry. Uh, not pageantry, like a routine. How much of the? How much? It, it, was it like we wear these same shoes or this kind <laughs> of shoe or like? No, it was um, ritualistic, I, and That's we didn't even wear for. skirts every day. It was I don't know what the style really was. There were butterflies. Everything was shiny, fake patent leather um, purses. Um, not always heels. Like I, I, my favorite pair of pants were these black polyester pants with this satin white stripe down the nice. side. It was very no doubt. By the way, I sure. loved them. <laughs> and by the way, Dina, um, do you remember? And we would if no get doubt, the thrift store. Do you know if No Doubt performed at Tomorrowland Terrace? I don't think they did. Obviously, mm. they had Tragic Kingdom, and right. they grew up in Orange County at the same time. When, um, well, I mean, I think they might have been like five, ten years older than we are, but. Um, they grew up also going to Disneyland all the time and hanging out there and causing ruckus. And I think um, you would have heard about yeah. it if they did. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't think they actually performed there. Yeah. Um, but at that time, Disneyland and Tomorrowland specifically was the place for teenagers to go away from their parents and be bad. Like I had friends who smoked their first cigarettes at Disneyland <sighs> and Tomorrowland and mm-hmm. um, definitely enjoyed going on dark rides with boys and those sort of um, adventures. <laughs> exactly. So was it like we go to Disneyland, we're going to go straight to Tomorrowland Terrace or was it like? Yes. Okay. That was the okay. only thing we did. And, right. and we were awful teenagers. And so we would go to the arcade and we would say, oh, my quarter was eaten in the machine and make them give us quarters. Yeah, we were terrible, terrible, terrible things. Um, We never had any money, so we would just get ice, free ice. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess we let it melt or maybe we just chewed on ice and spit it at each other. I don't know. We were young. We were stupid. That sounds likely. Yeah. Yeah. I, we don't. We would pay for one thing though. We would um, get French fries, and we would ask for a side of ranch, a side of barbecue sauce, and a side of ketchup. Mix it all together, and we call it special sauce. And to mm. us, it was the greatest invention in the entire world. I'm sure mm. it's branded as all sorts of things, but um, in my memory, special sauce was invented by a couple <laughs> of 14 and 15 year old girls at Disneyland looking for boys to dance with, and. Totally jamming out to Voyager, which Voyager, is like one of the best lead bands singer. ever. Lead singer was Mick. I, no, no, no. Actually, that's not true. Mick was the one who we were all in love with. Um, he played the bass guitar. He may have played mm. that instrument that has like the keyboard the and the strings. Oh, keytar. The keytar. I feel like Ooh. that might have been part of it, but I don't recall if Mick played that. Um, we made shirts with yeah. Mick's picture yeah, on it. in the lead here, honey. Um, oh well just i'm not exactly a storyteller but that these are just my memories as they come up um the lead singer i think was donna um and she had a signature move that we all copied where she would like step on her left leg and then pull up her right knee as she was like bringing the microphone up to her face and we would all do that we loved mm-hmm. it that's cute. Um, that's awesome it so was, we great. would we would be on the people mover for the mm-hmm. like third time or so. Sure. <laughs> yep. Our suits. 
Yeah, we definitely come. went on the people mover a lot too. <laughs> well, it is a, <laughs> a dark ride. ride. You could sit and with a boy. Um, no, it gets dark in there. And yeah, we would come so down the speed ramp and we would judge you and you would judge us in turn. That's right. Who, who knew? <laughs> it's very possible that we judged each other and we never knew it. And we didn't meet till years and years later. Now, did and, you guys... Did you guys go dancing, swing dancing at the Carnation Plaza as well? No, but remember that that no. was a thing in the 90s. Swing dancing was all yeah. a big rage. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, at the plaza. We didn't do a whole lot of that because we weren't really dancers, but we had friends who did, and we would always go watch. I loved that. Yeah. Yeah, we were generally just kind of pricks. We would go and just like kind of point and laugh at the old people, I think. Yeah, we'd follow the weird guy was a game. Um <laughs> We would identify who the Mouseketeers were, and the Mouseketeers, of course, are people. But ultimately, it's us. But <laughs> yeah, the, that would, the punchline is that we none of us were cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's it. That's really what it boils down to. But yeah, we would do. We would ride rides. We would. Uh, my favorite was to go in on a Sunday afternoon when Disneyland used to not be crowded. We would go back to uh, Mickey's Toontown and eat a hot dog at uh, Pluto's Doghouse. Mm-hmm. That was the bomb for me. But Good yeah, Lady in the Tramp, that thing. <laughs> we <One> sure would. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so go ahead. I was going to say uh, some of my strongest memories because the music they were playing was like from the 70s and the 60s. It was like Shout and a lot of um like disco type <laughs> music a little yes. bit louder yeah. now like, yeah it was wait, yeah it was it was wedding it was wedding music right totally. it was wedding yes. dance music <laughs> but like i learned the hustle at tomorrowland terrace nice. and i have wonderful memories of just pouring sweat from dancing so hard to this band that would come on every hour or so whenever they would come on um and it was just so much fun like just dancing with your friends and being 15 years old and being able to go to this place when you, you know, we didn't have cars at the time. I think, mm-hmm. I don't think we really went as often once we got our driver's licenses, but uh, um, it was a place where we could all just beg one of our we parents did. to drop us off more often. And we were in a safe place for, in their perspective. And we were able to have um, innocent, but slightly naughty teenage fun and, and just sort of, um, you know, those, those years of having those exciting experiences. Well, I, think yeah, I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. It was such a fun time. Those summers we spent at Disneyland. Now, I, I so asked the question of all of our guests. I asked the same question because I'm unoriginal <laughs> is what are the moment or the series of moments that make you fall in love with the parks? Is this it? Mm. Like what made you fall in love with Disney parks? Well, I felt I loved them beforehand because we grew up with them. We went all the time. And of mm-hmm. course, there were all the movies. We would watch the movies on VHS. Those great big clamshell things um so i mean we always it was i'm I'm a rides person i enjoy the rides when i would go with my mom and my sister it was all about riding as many rides as possible um and and jimmy you've seen that when i go to disneyland with our kids and um dan (laughs) Dan and eric Eric you saw that a little bit as well (laughs) the park Um, is closed we're in line for alice in wonderland (laughs) she will not leave like they evacuate everybody (laughs) they can't go on alice in wonderland in florida they have to go on it while we're here we don't go every year we live across the country that's true it was so Um, funny it's not so easy for us to get there anymore (laughs) Well, so I, um, I don't know. I liked it. It's it sounds like it was this this cool thing. It was a social thing, but uh, one of the big selling points that I'm hearing is that 
it felt dangerous in some ways, but mm. it was also like that super safe. That is so safe. true. That is so true. Yeah, totally. I, it's a good point. I recall, um, so we were kind of hardcore groupies on Mick, the, the bassist. Um, the and you recall before um, they built the big parking structure, mm-hmm. the parking lot at Disneyland was right out front of the park. California and there was also Adventure. the employee parking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so that whole area, employee parking was there as well. And it was only separated by a chain link fence. So... <laughs> us in our little skirts and our little jelly high heels climb the chain link fence to go follow Mick to his car. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoa. I have not heard this. Wow. I mean, poor choices for 15-year-old wow. girls to be making. Even poor choices us, if, like, if Mick says yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank goodness. Whoever this actual real human being is, he was an upstanding man and was like, um, I'm I'm going to go home. <laughs> Thank you so much. You wow. probably don't want to get pulled aside by Disney police. You should go home as well. This um, is great. We're all learning something new about my wife today. Yeah. This is fun. <laughs> nice. You should come on more often. I mean, I don't know that we would have, we wouldn't have known what to do really. Right. I don't, I don't recall <laughs> if, I don't remember what we said or what our intention was. Really it was probably like just you. to like follow him and giggle. I think yeah. was the yeah. entire Have a intention. This is car. This yeah. is car. And to just kind of break the rules. He drives um, my dad's car. Like, like that. Like a <laughs> Ford Pinto or yeah. something. Yeah. He's, like a he's a superstar. He's a superstar in your mind, but meanwhile, he's like. You know, so he's probably like teaching guitar at Guitar Center and like barely getting by. That's that's awesome. Yeah, he was probably going to his bartending gig or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, has, he had three jobs, I'm sure. But by, yeah. by the way, yes. uh, confirmed uh, 1995, according to um, setlist.fm. Uh, May 25th, 1995, no doubt, played a set Whoa. at Disneyland. There you go. No, in 1995? 1995, they had Spiderwebs, ended on this, um, Just a Girl, like that. That's <gasps> that's early, early, no. no doubt. Was that before Tragic that's Kingdom tra- came oh, that's, out? No, that's Tragic Kingdom. That's Tragic Kingdom. Tragic Kingdom was 96, like- wasn't it? Were they, well, they playing probably, the songs from the album before releasing the album and getting yeah. big? Because that's when they got big. I can't yeah. imagine oh, yeah. them playing after they got big. Well, they had some amount of a f- f- following locally with their first album. Is that Mick? <laughs> Jimmy's showing us a picture. <laughs> that's Is Mick that from Mick? Voyager. I, that's what it says. Uh, I said Mick yeah. from the band Voyager. Okay. It says Mick sure. or Mike Oldfield. Mm. Voyager. No, no. Mick I'm on- Oldfield? <laughs> No, that's not it. Now, no. Dina, before um, I forget, this is kind of unrelated. No, no, but no. Do you have any thoughts about the speed ramp at the uh, Haunted Mansion? Oh, boy. The Haunted Mansion, honey. <laughs> you know I love the speed ramp at the Thank Haunted you. Mansion. <laughs> she was so mad, guys, listener. She was so mad about that episode. Uh-huh. She's like, it's a glad- symbol. You're coming out of the grave. <laughs> I'm glad exactly. you've rebuilt your house since then after she destroyed several That's rooms. Right. That's right. From Jeremy's really, uh, take. It just ends the ride properly. Okay, mm-hmm. but I have to read this to you. Okay, please. <clears throat> please do. <laughs> Terry Mick McCoy oh, on go. bass and lead vocals oh, is boy. the high energy front man who excites audiences with his versatile vocal style and delivery. His background includes a degree in music and years of performing live. I mean, come on. How could you not fall in love with Wait, him? Wait, Terry Mick, what was his last name? 
McCoy, Terry McCoy. Mick McCoy. I don't know uh, why I went by Mick. I guess because Mick of the from. Mick McCoy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh my God. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, but I can't. I'm it. looking at a picture of six adults in the 90s, and I can't tell which one is him. That's so sad. Oh, oh no. I well, know. to be fair, she used to have a crush on Steve Buscemi, so her tastes are <laughs> her tastes are. Uh, <laughs> Are questionable, <laughs> very cerebral. That's yeah. good. That's good. Solid I, comedic option. <laughs> safely dangerous again? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's very cute. Uh, well, Dina, uh, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate having some on the ground perspective of a place that we are talking about and arguing history and which is better, and we have no perspective. So. Thank you for coming on and joining us. Maybe you can come on another time and do another subject and be our judge. Oh, it was my pleasure. Have a good Thank one, guys. You. Thank All you. Right. See you later. Uh, the dog is hungry, by the way. <laughs> That's how we end um, all of our interviews. You can, you can the dog the is meeting. hungry. Yeah, you can leave the meeting. You can leave the recording. She doesn't have her earphones on. We can cut the. There you go. She's turned off. Her. Uh, okay, so she turned off her, all, her camera, but that, it's fine. All of that no longer exists. <laughs> That's correct. Thank you very much. So that is my wife. The stage I, exists. The I stage love exists. her yes. very much. Yes. She is a, she's beautiful, and I just I love that woman very much. And I think maybe some of you now understand why she's charming. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Continue. Uh, do you want to give a point for your... Point for Dina. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Okay, that's cheating. No, that's me cheating. <laughs> 1995, no doubt, was in Disneyland. Uh, October October 10th was the release of uh, October 10th, 1995. That point we gave for Dina is actually, I'm going to attribute it to No Doubt playing at Disneyland. I'm a big fan (laughs) of No Doubt and that album. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I I like No Doubt. I love Tragic Kingdom. um, And I didn't like Tragic Kingdom when I was a teenager when it came out. But I also only liked jazz. So... I enjoyed um, their first album and I, to give you a little glimpse at. You enjoyed who, who, their, their original self-titled album, no doubt. To an extent. I yes, did. I have but, all their albums, okay. but by the but, way, Dan, the, you just occurred to me. Yes. Eric would have worn suits with us. He would have been a member of the suits. Oh, totally. 100%. I, I would, he's yeah. one of us. Absolutely. We've always known you're one of us, but you would have totally worn a suit. I would have totally <laughs> worn a suit <laughs> to made Disneyland. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I did, I did do, um, I, I did go to our, uh, well, I went to Navy Pier in Chicago and did like uh, jazz dancing. What am I, what am I, th- a big swing? band, swing dancing. swing dancing, that's the word, swing dancing. I went there frequently because they had like swing nights and they had big bands there and we would go swing dancing. Yeah. So, the stage also hosted the 40 years of adventure show, which we've covered here before. It currently only has to just dance dance party with any regularity, but the occasional special performance is, I mean, could happen, might happen, does happen. I haven't personally seen it, but the stage is happen. there. Um, so yeah, the stage still exists. It's functional. I'm going to get into what, the club buzz show is, or it's not club buzz. The other one, the, the stitches club dance party. <laughs> We're going to get into that a little bit later. Um, oh, no. But 
while they don't have regular performances during the day, you can watch the Disneyland band play on the ramp of the Circle Theater every afternoon. You might be asking yourself, do they play Star Wars music? Yes, they do. Oh, good. Yes. Phew. Um, that's kind of it for the theming and entertainment part. Um, should I just keep going and get into the menu? Um, the, the modern menu or old menus, they're the same. They're the same. <laughs> well, it, the menu there has are not some changed. Possible surprises in there for you. It, it's, uh, it's okay. I, I have old menus and I have new menus. So go, go for some old menus. Uh, I well, I have current menus. Do you have any old menus? No, I don't share the fascination that you share with old menus. I love old old menus. Thank you, thank you. Now, now it's out there. Um, Eric spent most of the last few weeks going, oh, oh, key lime pie. Oh yeah, they had key lime pie at the space bar. Yeah, I like it. Um, now oh. I. Uh, Asher, who was at sleepaway camp, uh, recorded some of the, he recorded the menus for (laughs) these restaurants. So unless you want to hop onto one of yours, we can keep going and, and have Asher, uh, read the, if I can interject, uh, sorry. Um, current menus would be ideal because it's, you know, they're always changing, but current probably more relevant. Although I do, I do appreciate the highlight. So maybe not the entire menu. But if I have fun highlights, Eric, that'd be great. Um, and then, yeah. So I think just to complete this this section, why don't you do kind of do the menu, uh, okay. or have Asher do it, whatever. But and then well, we'll they do go to have Eric. they do have breakfast. So <laughs> they do. Uh, I mobile ordered was really good. It was a little breakfast it's, sandwich it's really, waiting for Matterhorn really or something. Bad. It was great. It's quite good actually. Um, so uh, why don't we go ahead and play Asher reading the breakfast menu. Disneyland's Galactic Grill is proud to offer the following breakfast choices. The American breakfast burrito features egg, bacon, sausage, hash browns, and cheese in a flour tortilla. Egg. French toast sticks with powdered sugar and a side of syrup. Loaded breakfast sandwiches a sausage patty, egg, American cheese, bacon, and hash browns on a potato. That's what I had. It was good. And if you're a nerd, seasonal fruit. Yep. <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a nerd, you can get seasonal Damn fruit. Damn it, Asher. <laughs> By the way, now, those hash browns say, don't come on the sandwich. They come with the sandwich. With. Right. Oh, okay. Good. However, the um, breakfast burrito, it's out of this world. Oh, I see what you did there. And guess who else had the breakfast burrito there? <laughs> who? Our friend. You did. Uh, our friend from the, the Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, uh, I Alan. watched him do a comparison video about that. Oh, I think. yeah. Alan, he, Alan I, I remember him liking burrito. it. Yeah. yeah. I, we went sincere I, on that. That's good. I adore <laughs> the breakfast burrito there. Um, it definitely needs a salsa, but it is a solid. I know the food at Galactic Grill isn't necessarily known for being the best ever, but oh. it's a it's a good breakfast Go burrito. that ice, whatever you want there with the straw. <laughs> um, sorry. So I, I would like to say I'm I'm not a huge breakfast eater, but mm-hmm. because we go to the park so early, typically, uh, and you know by the time ten o'clock rolls around, I'm starving. Um, I there's so few quick service breakfast options at Disneyland mm-hmm. or Disney World, and so I, for that reason, Disneyland gets a point. Yeah. 
Because I loved now, it. I, was, I mean, we got to the park. It was open for breakfast. I mobile ordered, walked up, picked up the food, ate it on the go. We mm-hmm. didn't skip a beat. It was fantastic. So, yeah. And I got to say, it's a nice spot for breakfast while everyone runs around you. And it's like, because it's kind of central. So you can see yeah. it, it's, I have in my brain notes here, taking the sights and sounds of Tomorrowland before they get to a fever pitch. Because that area gets really, really frantic, but it's actually kind of nice to just be there. And that's a good time to do it. Um, now, this place also features lunch and dinner. Asher, could you tell us about their lunch and dinner offerings? For lunch and dinner, the Galactic Grill is pretty poggers. It features specialty burger, Hawaiian-inspired burger with roasted pineapple, teriyaki glaze, house-made aioli, and mirin vinaigrette <laughs> slaw served with choice of Greek yogurt or French fries. Spicy Nash Chicken Sandwich Fried breaded chicken breast smothered in house-made Nashville hot-inspired sauce, with bread and butter pickled chips and mayo and a toasted bun served with choice of Greek yogurt or French fries. Cheeseburger Angus beef patty with American cheese, lettuce, and house burger sauce served with Greek yogurt or French fries. I want that Nashville hot chicken sandwich when we go in August. Mixed lettuce with grilled chicken. Cucumber, tomato, onion, red pepper, and feta cheese served with roasted pepper ranch dressing. And finally a plant-based veggie wrap. Black bean and fire roasted corn medley, mixed greens, dairy-free cheese and sun-dried tomato spread served with french fries or fresh fruit. And don't forget the offerings on the kids menu for little babies who aren't 10 years old like me yet. <laughs> it features the following options. Kids hamburger served with yogurt smoothie and a cuties mandarin served with choice of small low-fat milk or small Dasani water. Macaroni and cheese served with yogurt smoothie, a cuties mandarin and choice of small low-fat milk or small Dasani water. There we go. Yeah. Now I like wow. I like how D- Disneyland and Disney World are are starting to offer have started to offer salads. Mm-hmm. The kids meals always come with fruit. Mm-hmm. and milk or whatever it's, it's rather wholesome the kids meals even though the main entree may not be they just kind of like shove those things in there it's nice even like though french it's fries are for babies who are yes. not 10 years old it's for yeah. babies who are not 10 years old yet like him yeah. uh now what i have learned about this place which by the way i both of these places i'm talking about i avoid like the plague because i, <laughs> I don't like them however there are items there that i enjoy <laughs> generally it's not worth I, I mean, if I'm being really honest, I think I walk into Tomorrowland once per trip, and that's to use a lightning lane for Space Mountain and get out. Um, but, you know, that's just me. Um, I didn't know that they have seasonal specialty uh, menu items. So, Eric for example, has a stainless steel straw, everybody. <laughs> yes, there's, makes a lot of noise. This is why I don't normally use this straw <laughs> while I'm drinking Coke Zero. He's also the one editing, so it doesn't Yay. matter. <laughs> hey, but now I'm gonna leave it in for flavor. Yes. Speaking of flavor, <laughs> um, oh. you have some specialty items that have happened that I've seen. This 
this is just me grabbing stuff from Yelp. There's the Galaxy Burger, <laughs> which is just it's a burger with two patties. First Order Burger, which is a or burger. I don't. I don't have. I'm having difficulties with the English language again. I don't know why I was going to pretend that I knew what that was because I don't have anything about that. Uh, but it you existed. don't know what a burger is. <laughs> burger. Well, first no. Order Burger probably had like fire roasted something or other. Yeah, peppers, it looks like it was like spicy and yeah, had like a, a black bun. You know, yeah. it's just because oh, yeah, it's, totally it's evil. Yeah. yeah. Um, sausage and provolone burger. They also have had occasional loaded fries um, and a good old fashioned bacon cheeseburger. Fun fact, they have something on the secret menu. There, there is a secret menu where you can get something alien style. Ooh, so it comes with like grilled onions. From- it, yeah, it's like their version of it. So it's grilled onions, Thousand Island fries, and two slices of cheese. That is animal style. Um, that, that if anybody listening knows what In and Out Burger is, order something animal style, and it comes like that. Yes. Uh, however, you don't have to order animal style because it's not that good, and it makes the line go longer. Um, <laughs> It also fe- this place also features parfaits. In and Out is not a sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> they're, they're often seasonal, and those aren't on the menu. But according to uh, Magic Journeys and other YouTubers that I watch, the parfaits are actually like le- they're you can count on them to be good kind of all the time. Mm. Uh, even though the food, the regular food, is fairly bottom of the barrel, parfaits and smoothies are great and worth going out of your way for. According to the people that I watch. Uh, and according to magic journeys, Darth by chocolate is like one of <laughs> the best things that they've, ever, that anyone, any park ever has sold. Wow. And that can be gotten there. Uh, there are other desserts and I believe Asher has a little bit of this. The galactic girls desert and dance party offerings are a little desert. tight. They Dumb kid. Outshine strawberry hey. fruit bar. Nestle Mickey's Ice Cream Sandwich Nestle Mickey's Ice Cream Bar which is vanilla ice cream coated in chocolate If you're a cool kid like me who's allowed to stay up after 9, dance party (laughs) offerings include Hawaiian style tenders tossed in a traditional Hawaiian style sauce served with french fries And a passion fruit, orange and guava slush with glow cube So yes, they do have a late night menu, which is after 7 o'clock where you can watch uh, Stitch dance around and then you can have the special late night. I, this, I'm not this place's target market. And right. it, so it's, it exists. Um, it and let's see what else. Uh, so there are also, this is also an excellent place to get promotional specialty items, which are like little drink cups or bowls of things that costs more than they should. Fifteen dollars more. Asher has a rundown of their current oh promotional boy. offerings. The seasonal offerings. The seasonal offerings. Yes. Okay. Seasonal offerings at the Galactic will currently include Lightyear gauntlet served with choice of fountain beverage, coffee, hot tea, or hot chocolate at time of purchase. Limit two per person per transaction. No discount supply. $27.79. Dark Vader Premium Mug. With choice of fountain beverage, coffee, hot tea or hot chocolate at time of purchase. $16.99. Light of Elliot Dragon Premium Bucket. Served with French fries. 
No discount supply. $32.49. Light up turtle premium sipper. Served with choice of fountain beverage at time of purchase. No discount supply. $29.79. Space Mountain Stainless Steel Bottle. Served with choice of fountain beverage at time of purchase. $26.79. Mandalorian Stainless Steel Tumbler. With choice of fountain beverage, coffee, hot tea or hot chocolate at time of purchase. $26.79. Listener, that's the Captain EO background track. I want uh, it's perfect. I want no discount supply as my ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop trying to make Star Wars happen in tomorrow. <laughs> Everything is Star Wars. It's I haven't insane. said anything this episode yet. <laughs> I know, well, that's that's, that, that's kind of all I have. And I mean, we, I have Yelp reviews and land impact for later, but that feels like a for later thing. Yeah. All right. So, <sighs> so this tomorrow on Terrace Galactic Grill um, is, is a restaurant, a quick service kind of service that has a stage. Yes. Eric, there is a similar counter service that has a stage restaurant at Walt Disney World. Would you like to discuss Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe? I suppose I can switch over to Cosmic Rays. Or, sure. or we can go to Pizza Port Planet, whatever. Pizza Port Planet. Uh, let's uh, let's start out. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, thank you for directing this episode. You're welcome. We, so we might, the, we, yeah, we might want to go to Cosmic Rays it, it, and then logically we might need makes to consider, the most well, and then we also might need to consider possibly saving the other two for another time. Yeah, it could be. That's actually not a bad idea. In. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, not um, for content purposes, but this is already possibly tedious. long. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's not a bad call. Um, I'm sure the listeners would love more content. And, and also <laughs> logically, spiritually, they feel like the same restaurant to me. They're approximately the same geographic location in the land. They both have mm. a stage, so it makes sense to do Cosmic Rays. Now, what I like about Cosmic Rays, beyond Sunny Eclipse, which Eric will talk about, um, a performer that is not Mick from Voyager by any stretch, but... No, no. Um, <laughs> what I always liked about... No one it was will very- follow Cosmic... <laughs> Cosmic Ray or a Sunny Eclipse to their cars. <laughs> well, They'll just watch him power down. <laughs> no, he also has a stage that lifts up, I believe. True. Into the ceiling. Uh, very yeah. true. Into the so, ceiling. Um, what I was going to say was that um, what this was very unique. My first experience at Cosmic Rays was there are several bays. And I know you're going to talk about it. I don't know how it works anymore, but it used to be that Bay 1 had chicken and something else and Bay 2 mm-hmm. had burgers and something else and Bay 3 mm-hmm. had. So if you wanted your family and you want, I want a chicken salad, you got to go to Bay 1. I want a burger, you got to go to Bay 2. I thought that was an interesting concept. And I believe this was the first fast <clears throat> food theme park restaurant that I went to that actually had salad, if I'm not mistaken, in a, in a grilled chicken sandwich, right? It's like the Paradise Pier Hotel elevator of restaurants. <laughs> yeah. And also also one of the something that Disneyland does not offer, I believe, that Disney World does is a massive open condiment bar. Yeah, oh, we yeah. got to get that going. Yeah. yeah. The grilled onions, regular onions, tomatoes, pickles, barbecue sauce, like you name it. So Eric, I, I'm not going to steal your thunder anymore. Go ahead. 
You stole all of that thunder. Anyway, uh, Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe started out with the opening of the parks as the Tomorrowland Terrace. Surprise. Crazy name, right? In uh, 1971, it was the Tomorrowland Terrace. Uh, they had carpets that looked vaguely familiar to the uh, the carpets in The Shining um, in the Overlook Hotel. Uh, check out it. Yeah. Get look up those images. Uh, it's very similar to the carpet that little little Danny would ride around on his uh, tricycle where he or confronted hor- horrors. Look at Toy Story in the neighbor's house. They have the same carpet. Oh, good point. Yes. Now, to be fair, that would have opened before Sid. The Shining came out, right? Because The Shining's 1980. Toy Story? No. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmic rays. I mean, uh, no, yes. Tomorrowland Terrace. Uh, th- that's a good point. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, Ooh, yeah. So the, what you're saying is that movie was inspired by the carpet in Tomorrowland Terrace. Yeah. The terrors the of this terrace. Stanley ah. Kubrick was reading The Shining at the Tomorrowland Terrace, Tomorrowland and he terrace. was like, "You know what? I think <laughs> I think I have something." Yeah, yeah. The entire movie is based around the carpet. Good, good for you, Stanley. Thank and then you. He wrote Pinocchio and he said, I'm going to make AI. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the Tomorrowland Terrace was always one of the largest restaurants in the Magic Kingdom. <clears throat> uh, it was uh, a comfortably uh, regular sort of place. In 1981, uh, you could get a moon burger for a dollar 30. Oh, wait, I, I should probably from here on. OK, we're setting this a dollar thirty for a moon burger. I'm going to ask you guys for your uh, your price recommendations from here on out. So we're setting the standard. A moon burger is a char char broiled fresh ground beef, melted cheese, lettuce, pickle and special dressing burger. Did it come with anything? No, that's what it came with. It was a burger. That, it didn't that have was fries it. that came with it. Uh, you know what? There might have been. I, I, I think the fries were you separate. Had to go to the no, fry window. The moon. Yeah. The moon burger was it. <laughs> All right. Next up is the orbit burger. Same beef, lettuce, pickle, special dressing. So no cheese. It's a hamburger versus a cheeseburger. Uh, how much did the the orbit burger cost? Ten cents. Dollar twenty five. Dollar fifteen. There you go. Dollar fifteen. Yeah, wow, yeah, wow, 15 wow. cents for cheese. Gemini burger, double patty, lettuce pickle, special dressing. How much for Is the there cheese? Double? There's no cheese. 225. 150. 190. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's also the space dog, which is. That's why I'm losing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There's the space Price is right. Hold on. When Price is right, when somebody loses. No, I just wanted to establish who was the one losing here. And I think we always go Price is right rules across the board. Of course. Of course. Everybody does. Without going over. I should have said a penny. Dang it. Ooh, I like that. Okay, here we go. Oh, no. This is dangerous. Space dog. It's a hot dog. Dollar seventy-five. Oh, 95. One penny. <laughs> <laughs> One dollar 
and five cents for a hot dog. (laughs) And according to Birnbaum's in uh, 1981, which is the first year that uh, Steve Birnbaum published his official, uh, his official Walt Disney World compendium. Eric is pulling it out. There you go. Mm -hmm. There we go. Uh, Go to Casey's Corner instead because they have better hot dogs. And that that has been the case ever since. Uh, submarine sandwich, Ooh. Julian ham. So Ooh. sliced ham, no, Swiss like cheese. N- Julian no, is like it, thin sliced thin. Like, you, you know what? You're right. That is, that is uh, a very specific dicing. And which is weird because you wouldn't put that into a sub. Unless they but had anyway, it for a salad and they just used it for a sandwich too. They, they probably could have, cause there is a chef salad coming up. There you go. Um, I bet it has Julianne ham on it. <laughs> Julianne ham, Swiss cheese, green and red peppers, chopped red onion, red onion at the mm. parks. Wow. What a time. Mm. Uh, vinaigrette dressing, French roll. How much? How big is it? Six inch? <sighs> Nobody knows. Probably uh, six inch. It's a submarine 50. sandwich at a time when people well, okay, didn't can, can you know tell what that us was. based on the based on the pricing, do you think it's it's probably a six, six inch okay, okay. sub. Yeah. Um, uh, 210. Oh wow. No, no. Jimmy's better. 165. Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh chef salad, fruit salad, all the salads you need. That literally that was it. There was a chef salad that probably had that ham on it mm-hmm. and a fruit salad that was just some fruit in a thing. How much was chef a salad dollar seventy five? A Coke. So famously, uh Coca-Cola used to come in six ounce cups from the eighteen hundreds. And it wasn't until the early I don't know, like the nineteen twenties or thirties, maybe even later, that Coke was a nickel. And it maintained a nickel and then hmm. six ounce pours and then they changed it. And they they had a bottle that was specifically shaped specifically so people couldn't knock off Coca-Cola because patent rights weren't the same. Yeah. Uh, I'm stalling. 25 cents. 55. What? Wow. Ooh. Oh, man. Those are just neat prices. Salad? Everybody, Eric, how much? How much for that chef uh, salad? I'm guessing I didn't write down the chef salad. I'm saying so it's I'm, in the twos. I'm stalling. I'm, I'm calling. I'm calling it for the twos. I think twos. if a sub's not in the twos, well, the um, sub is mostly bread with some julienne ham that came from the salad. But I think the salad is probably more expensive. Getting fresh produce would be costlier than rolls. You know, like bread. Maybe that's and a the burger. two ten. There you go. Ooh. Oh I'm no! Stick with the dollar seventy-five. Oh no! Oh, Burnbaum doesn't have the price. Oh, no, no it's we'll, in a different file. We'll cut it oh, out. Oh, no. It's Sorry. Fine. Sorry, Let's everybody. Let's just say I'm right and move on. All right, yeah, moving Dan, on. Dan was right. Uh, you could also get a tab or a team. Oh, I don't yeah. remember what team was. I remember tab. What was yeah, team tab was... spelled with? T- is it T-E-E-M? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Is was that a citrus? Was, citrus something. I, I, look, I know my awful... Uh, products for you younger listeners team. a tab was pr- the predecessor of diet coke as the first sugar-free cola oh team was uh lemon lime i was mm. gonna say citrus that's before sprite mm-hmm. there we go nice very good thank you everybody for this uh <laughs> foray into the past 
1996. Um, well, 1994 was when Cosmic Rays uh, Starlight Cafe officially opened. January oh, by the 1st. Way, team is a lemon lime flavored soft drink produced by the Pepsi Cola Company. Oh, that's right. It was at a time when Pepsi and Coke were both in the parks. It was introduced in 1960 as Pepsi's answer to Seven Up and Coca Cola's. Oh, before Sprite. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Uh, so 1994, New Tomorrowland, Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe opened. And then a year later, we got to see Sunny Eclipse. He was added in 1995. Uh, his stage was on an elevator. Um, Sunny Eclipse was, well, is an animatronic. But you know who used to sit on that very same stage for many years? Mick from Voyager. <laughs> no. Just signing autographs. Yeah. <laughs> he was just there. It batting away 14 Mick. year olds. No, it was Michael Iceberg. Ice, Eisner. <laughs> no, no, different, the, different eyes. Michael eyes, different way, Mikey team, eyes. Team was discontinued in 1984. <laughs> Good. Good riddance, team. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares about you anymore, team. Michael Eisberg, who started out as Michael I.S.E. Berg, changed his name to Michael Iceberg, I.C.E. Berg. Um, he was, as I mentioned earlier, a uh, an early proponent proponent of um, electronic music. He had We're, what he called his amazing iceberg machine with from a bunch the performance of, area, though. Like, I, 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 sorry, as someone who's oh, nerdy yes. about electronic music, I don't be clear. This is not like uh, the pioneer of like the development of like. <sighs> the writing or the 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 actual making of the music he he wasn't like a i can't think of the um person who did tron i cannot think of her name right now oh the original tron um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if i look up tron soundtrack it's just gonna be daft punk um <laughs> No, it shouldn't be. Uh, uh, original uh, soundtrack. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, Wendy Carlos. Yes, Wendy Carlos. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge. Um, yeah. Also involved in A Clockwork Orange and The Shining. Yeah. So my, I guess my point is, as somebody who is somewhat in this world, Michael Iceberg is not necessarily like a Craftwork or Wendy Carlos type person, more of like a, hey, look at the performance of this electronic music kind of right. like presentational person. Well, all well, this yeah, does is substantiate. All this does was substantiate the argument that Stanley Kubrick was in this restaurant listening to Wendy Carlos music. <laughs> put her in there the shining. Go. There you go. Yes. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, he wasn't. It, yeah, he was. He was a live performance. He had this giant array of multiple keyboards and synthesizers and uh, different devices. He had a whole bunch of uh, of like sound pads that he could bring in. Uh, look up some of his performances. Uh, there's a great Disney channel recording of one of his performances at Tomorrowland Terrace that ends with him. Like the fireworks are going off in the background and he's finishing up his set. He was if a funny like guy. If you like mirrors and fog, then this is your guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
it, because he had a mirror behind him famously in the early days it, there was it, it, he had this mirror that would show what he was doing and could you could watch him playing the keyboards to show that he wasn't this wasn't weird loops. This wasn't uh, a bunch of pre-recorded stuff. He did all of this live with a bunch of like reach over here, turn this knob, hit this button. And he'd spend a lot of time talking about it too. Um, talking about the, the sort of thing that he had created this iceberg machine, which was a bunch of synthesizers. And he specifically said, this isn't meant to be educational. I just obsessively buy equipment and I put it into my machine. I wonder it if Howard Jones of, was a Michael Iceberg fan. Maybe. Hmm. I like Howard Jones. Uh, Dan, it reminds me of you and I walking around Tomorrowland and say, reach over here, touch this knob. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't speak to that. But yes, he was a big fan of going, all right, here is dogs barking in D, D flat. And he uh, would have things mapped to specific keys on specific keyboards. Um, really good. A, a, a very good performance, entertaining. He was replaced by a robot. Let's go. <laughs> and now he has been replaced by a robot. All right. As we all will be someday. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the Supreme Resort 2026. <laughs> Supreme um, Resort 2026 will be replaced by Sunny Eclipse, who is a very old robot at this point. He's almost 20 years old. Yeah, an algorithm of Jimmy saying that he loves things and me saying that I hate them. Yeah, <laughs> and me going oh, positive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like the thing. <laughs> mm. Yep. All right. Well, yeah, that stage has been replaced. It is now the stage, the home of. Uh, Sunny Eclipse, who is an animatronic, he uh, he he plays a bunch of music. He he has a a set of songs. He has the Space Angels who sing back up for him. They're conveniently invisible, and the entire stage can rise angels. up. Right, the entire stage can rise up out of the way and be replaced by a blank stage where we can have other acts in the same space. It's not it, it's not used that often, uh, but you can have, you know, high school bands and such playing there, too, which I think is pretty great. And speaking as somebody who played on the Tomorrowland stage, which was in a different it, not the Cosmic Rays stage. I wish that my concert band had played on Cosmic Rays. That's the one back stage. by the bathrooms. Yes, it's by the bathrooms. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's the hottest place mm-hmm. on the, the magic kingdom <laughs> oh yeah this not the, on the planet may, epcot is the hottest place oh, on right. the planet but that's right the we may as well put a stage here stage yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that's <laughs> the one between space mountain and buzz Lightyear. yeah like, like we if have you, some space if you told me that there were folding chairs there as the seating i would totally <laughs> believe you because mm-hmm. in my mind that's just folding chairs yeah yeah do you remember for a brief period when they had they had cabanas you could rent a cabana <gasps> yeah in that area that's right and it's like well but what are you gonna do they have there? the space let's, it's not it's honey, not like you're sitting all by the high school bands together <laughs> <laughs> what uh. uh and the incredibles dance marathon that's right or <laughs> stitch is on stage walking around playing stitch yeah yeah that's kind of yeah. what happens there yeah why not <laughs> so uh sunny eclipse he's a um 
he is an animatronic, an octopus of sorts from outer space. Uh, I believe no, he's, he's from not. He's from Unork. Unork City. Yes, on the planet Zork. Um, they they live underground because of all the methane, mm-hmm. which is what our cows. planet will become if we have more cows. Yes, that's right. Yes, but Unork is where he's from, and um, he's a, <laughs> there. We go. Cows. Dan is uh, illustrating again his cow fart image. Looks yep. a little bit more like an anteater, but <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Sunny um, has a a list of standards. He's kind of like a, a a normal crooner, but if you if you go into this giant restaurant and you're lucky enough to sit in that space, you can watch him do his set. I mean, it, this restaurant is always full. There's so much seating. There's so much capacity, and uh, that's that's kind of it. They they've got their multiple bays that for a long time has ha- have had different different types of food at each bay. Now it's a little more consolidated, but um, we also and, can't have condiment bars right now. Oh no, you can. They're back. Oh, they're open again. Oh, yep. yeah. COVID they were there last time I was there. Yeah, COVID oh, ended a while right. ago, despite the fact that everyone I know has it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, all right. So talk about what's on the menu, because I believe it's pretty typical theme park burger fare. Not unlike it was in the 80s, right? It's it's pretty typical. There are some there are some surprises here. Mm. We have an all beef footlong hot dog. Period. Mm. Uh, we also. <laughs> so let's uh, let's guess uh, the prices. Yeah. Guess the original dollars. No, wait. No. no. Uh, what? The original space dog was a dollar five. I mean, come on. Well, and but Coke I mean, was fifty-five cents. Carry the one. I say the hot dog is eight fifty, but it comes with French fries. Six it does come with French fries. Six ninety-nine. Wait, it comes with fries. Nine dollars. Seven ninety-nine. Twelve. Twelve dollars. <laughs> it's a foot long, though, right? <laughs> it's a foot long hot okay. dog. Okay. All right. Lord, uh, there's also they, they Do have they eat it for you, and then like <laughs> like Mama Bird just <laughs> to your mouth. <laughs> give you the paste. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have cheeseburgers. They have they have various burgers. Uh, there is the Waltz Chili Cheese All Beef Footlong Hot Dog. That's a so thing take, for the fiftieth. Like everything is oh, Waltz yeah. chili everywhere. Everything has Waltz chili. <laughs> Waltz how chili much, everything. <laughs> how many more dollars would you pay for Waltz chili on top of your regular twelve dollars? Would hot I pay, dog? or would they make me pay? <laughs> Either three dollars. Okay, what was the, what was the foot long? Twelve. The the foot long was twelve. $3. I think, yeah, I think they're going. They're going straight to fifteen. Oh, only two dollars more for chili. Ooh, yeah, burp, 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 chili and cheese. Burp. Yeah, fourteen dollars. Wow. There's the nineteen seventy-one meal, which is a barbecue chicken sandwich topped with kale slaw. Ew. What? Kale slaw. They weren't even kale have, slaw. They didn't have kale in nineteen seventy-one. They, they did not. They, no, that was the, the thing you put on the side of the plate to go, oh look mm-hmm. at that. There's a green thing on my plate. In fact, it was a garnish. I worked at a restaurant called Claim Jumper. You West Coasters went all about it. And every meal <laughs> came with kale. As a garnish with an apple on it. Nice. It you was either it. kale or parsley. Decoration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. barbecue chicken sandwich with kale slaw, Walt's chili, cheese fries, fountain beverage, and a cake pop. Oh, 
It's Sorry, 1971. That chicken wants a cigarette. 99. If it's actually going to be a, a 1971 meal <laughs> and a can of Hormel, just a can. <laughs> right, right. 1599. Yeah. Some, 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 yeah, Hormel beef. Uh, no, no. Uh, in fact, this is uh, this this price is uh, theme based. Oh, it's nineteen dollars oh, and seventy one cents. No. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> And in 1971, it would have been like 225. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, we've also got a Greek salad with chicken. Um, Thanks, Joe feta, Brandon. <laughs> tomato relish, banana peppers. It looks like a good Greek salad. Uh, you can get the salad, the regular Greek salad for $9. And if you want to put chicken on there, you can get it for eleven $11.29. I was going to guess that. I was totally going to guess that. How much, how much for the Impossible Burger with guacamole tamalo tamalo Tamal, tomato tamalo, tamalo. <laughs> it's it's synthetic tomato and cabbage slaw with french fries well same wait, price as me, the regular tell, burger yeah i was gonna say what's the price of the regular burger or like 50 uh, cents more or something oh the regular burger uh, that's a good point so the regular third pound um angus cheeseburger is 11.29 so the impossible is going to so be the impossible burger with a guacamole and with tamalo. Guacamole. Yeah, tamalo. Brand name tamalo. <laughs> I, think I would it's, say it's a dollar more. I I'm going to go with like eleven ninety nine because they don't want to encouraging. Well, they don't want to look like they're like discriminating. Mm. Same price twelve twenty nine. Wow. Mm. There you good, go. Good, good take on the. Uh, yeah, I think you're uh, right. The discrimination. Yeah. Effectively yeah, does so, the same thing. Right. Um, also, uh, what's a what's an assorted fountain beverage? If you want to get a Coke right now, three twenty five. Four bucks. Ooh! Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Water's free. And it tastes like sulfur because <laughs> Florida water tastes like sulfur. Well, if they mix in like natural water there. Yeah, it's very sulfury water. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, the menu, it, it's no longer mixed into different bays based on whether you want to have chicken or a salad or right. You can get it all depending on a burger. You can get it all at the same place, but I remember we went to Disney world in October, September of 2020. Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I wrote a blog that no one will ever read um, (laughs) about that experience. And cosmic rays was one of the uh one of the places we dined at you could not enter the building until you not only have ordered your food but they have said that they're ready for you you had to prove you had to prove it to the door person then you could enter the building Uh, again at the time no condiment bar you'd go to the bay it told you to go to and you'd sit and all the tables were spaced out and, and, and sunny eclipse was also quarantining at the time um but that was a really yeah, let's, interesting let's experience. Let's make it extra depressing and just He's put him up, up in, in the, the ceiling. ceiling. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so here's here's what I want to say about Cosmic Rays. One of my, I don't know why I'm doing this with my R's, Cosmic Rays. Anyway, so right. um, one of my favorite places to eat at Magic Kingdom. Okay. Huge space, like you said. Oh, yeah. Always, always a seat. Uh, entertainment with a robot. Mm-hmm. Air conditioned, mm-hmm. multiple choices of food, um, condiment bar. Mm-hmm. Cosmic Rays gets three points. <gasps> oh no! There's the bu- wait, wait. Where's the? Oh no! 
Oh, there it is. That's right. I moved it back here because I put it back in because it wasn't slow. Do not confuse this with something educational. <laughs> um, okay, so we've done half of the restaurants. <laughs> oh, man. In the land. Two hours I, in. I think, so I, I think I, it's I, probably I, prudent that we come back for a second edition. Well, and I think we probably could do the other restaurants and the Tomorrowland Graveyard in the next episode. Ooh, that's a good idea. Oh, I like okay. that. Okay, yeah. So at yeah, this point... the others aren't that that complex. Well, well Pizza Port uh, pizza has got port, a story. The, mm, it's got yeah. some stuff. It doesn't have a yeah. ton of a story, but it there's there's stuff there. Pizza and Port and two other restaurants in, well, you've in got Magic Tomorrowland Kingdom. Terrace, technically, that kind of opens occasionally, and you've got the lunching pad. Right. And then, um, and then we'll talk about the impact. So I listener, not on purpose again, we get carried away with ourselves. And so we apologize <laughs> that you didn't get satisfied at the end <laughs> with all of the Tomorrowland restaurants. So we're going to come back with that. And then, uh, in early August, we're going to, or excuse me, in, uh, late August, we're going to record with May Cat, C-A-T-T, and Natalie from Disneyland, and we're going to record the Tomorrowland episode, which is better, Tomorrowland, Disneyland, Disney World. And yeah, you guys have anything else to say before we close it up? Uh, no. Do we want to get the menu for Pizza Planet off the uh, out of the way? Since it's... No. No, no. We'll no? save no, that. No, no. Yeah. We'll save that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Got to have a teaser. Um, but anyway, right. we hope you enjoyed Here, listening. Here's the teaser. The Alien Pizza Planet Port Planet has the following pasta options. Port Planet. There you go. Casa options. <laughs> yeah, pasta. There's pasta there. Yeah. Pasta. I think he said casa. He's being <laughs> hip. Um, anyway, so uh, listener, we hope you enjoyed this. Uh, thank you to Dina, my lovely bride, for coming on to be our guest expert of what it's like to be cool and not cool at Disneyland in the 90s. Um <laughs> And then, but I think it felt let, we, we, let, let the record show this podcast not cool. You're one. No, that's cool. true. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. true. That all those things are true. Uh, but a little vindicated that maybe all of us were nerds, Dan. Um, we didn't follow the weird guy to his car when we played follow the weird guy. That's to be that's fair, a, the a regional fair celebrity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listener, thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed yourself. We'll be back for more Tomorrowland restaurants, and then we'll be back for Tomorrowland, and then hopefully never talk about that land ever again. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe some other podcasts will want to do last. Some Floor other podcasts the, will do the submarines. submarines. Yeah, exactly. Oh, hey, Possibly. um, don't we don't we have a certain strap to talk about? Oh, that's right. Oh, the dirty yellow strap, which will be released. Oh, I'm saying it now. That before this episode. Will be released before this episode. So it'll be on the main Supreme Resort feed. Yes. Uh, so if you if you looked at it when you were scrolling and like, what in the what is this? I'm not listening, like you do with other shows that we released on this feed. By the way, anytime we release something on the feed that is not it's, called the Supreme Resort, it's us. It's us. It's us. It's us playing characters. Well, doing well other things. in this case, in this case though. No, we booked oh, some boy. really high yeah. level guests. <laughs> this is yeah. Bob Chapex. I think Bob Chapex on it. So yeah, it's called it's, Dirty Yellow tomorrow. Strap. Yeah. It's called yeah. Dirty Yellow Strap. You guys will understand what that means if you've been to a theme park. It's uh, it's the it's a behind the scenes look at the uh the, uh, the the inner workings of the Walt Disney Company and it's a uh, Bob Chapek it's his it's his Twitch stream but it's just the audio. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, handsome Josh Tomorrow handsome yeah. is Josh his Tomorrow. partner in in is that his name? Is that what he calls himself? Handsome, handsome Josh Tomorrow. Josh. Yes. Okay, yes. Nice. Um, yeah. So I think we'll we learned all kinds of stuff at Comic Con about what's going on with Marvel. I think we're going to get a release date. Hold on. Wait for it. December first, Tron Light Cycle Run. No, I take it back. I'm still on October first. Nope. I don't, think it's, mm, I don't think we're going to make it. I think D23 the will is there, is gonna but I don't us. think it's going to happen. It's going to open in 2022. Oh, I'm yeah, going yeah, to be there between October 5th and October 9th. I am going to ride Tron Light Cycle Run. You heard it here. July 31st, 2022. Uh, anyway, so in the meantime, uh, listen to our other shows. Supreme Resort, of course, you're listening to. Uh, ears up. Eric's on it. Uh, Scraping the Vault. Eric's probably on it. Band the milk, Eric's on it from time to time. And uh, uh, oh, yeah. And also in depth, Eric's on it. So yep. <laughs> welcome you. to the uh, the Eric Network. It's fine. <laughs> Eric Johnson. It's the EJ Yupu. Um, anyway, so uh, if you like what you hear, please uh, go on to iTunes. We The thing is, when I search Disney podcasts, you know, obviously we can get a little nerdy. We can get a little boring, but I think it's relatively entertaining. Uh-huh. But when I search for Disney theme park podcasts, ours doesn't come up. And the reason it doesn't is because we don't have enough people that have liked or five-starred or reviewed it, whatever. So, so it uh, does make mind, a difference. It does make a difference. So take take a few minutes because there are some really bad Disney parks podcasts that are very oh, yeah. boring. <laughs> they're very boring. And I'm, and I'm on all of them, by the way. <laughs> Eric's there. Um, but they're boring and and they are really popular and that's what frustrates me because our show is i think it's entertaining but if it's not tell us that too just don't put it in apple itunes just email us yeah. your show sucks <laughs> yes but if you like it go on to whatever podcast service you use give it a, a five star and write a little comment um inside jokes are fun um comments suggestions whatever we'd, we'd really appreciate it if you just take a couple of minutes and and do that and then also contact us i'm jimmy at earsup hyphen podcast.com dan at earsup hyphen podcast.com e johnson at concierge.com and uh yeah send us a note tell us what you think uh join us next time for the Exciting conclusion of Tomorrowland <laughs> restaurants. Right now, Disney World is taking the lead by a point for air conditioning. Um, and so the, the, the cliffhanger is: Will Will Alien Pizza Planet, which has air conditioning, over the lunching plan? Lunching which plan. that's it's right. still kind of outside. <laughs> well, it's both inside and outside. You have a choice. Mm, oh, and yeah. so, oh, mm. Choices. Um, Anyway, uh, so that's it. Uh, In the meantime, until then, be good to each other and be kind. Rewind. I don't know. How do we end this show? (laughs) Oh, that's how. That's how. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 